You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell begins a new series on the information age. In this first part, Linnell asks his radio audience, how are you benefiting from this era? Are you taking the time to acquire the information you really need? Let's join the conversation. It's the information age. How are you benefiting from this era? And are you taking the time to acquire the information you really need? Recently, I was chatting with a friend and uh, this friend made a statement that really stuck with me. And the statement he made was, people don't know what they don't know. And so this caused me to, you know, stop and contemplate a few things. And the first thing that came to my mind was, if people knew what they didn't know, would they take the time to gain the knowledge they were lacking? You know, and so to, you know, to kind of restate the question, if I know that there's a gap in my knowledge, so for instance, I'm starting a business, let's say, and I'm not really sure everything that I need to put in place to start this business, how do I close that gap? And since I know I want to start the business and I have a clear insight that I don't have all the knowledge needed, do I act on that? Or do I just go start the business and figure I'm going to learn as I go? And so, you know, I was contemplating this question. And since then, I've pondered and internalized this question. And then I started to observe, I started to observe people and observe their behaviors. And I have to admit that the observations I made weren't all that encouraging. And so I mentioned it before, we're all now living in what has been called the information age. And 90% of the world's data has been produced in the last two years, the majority of which is accessible to us, right, via the internet. Yet, our consumption of this data doesn't seem to be in service of gaining the valuable knowledge that we so desperately need. And so for the first time in recorded history, this age, this information age, has given us almost all of the access to whatever knowledge we care to ingest. Like whatever we want to know, we can get. And then we can use it accordingly. And for the first time in recorded history, every man, every woman, every child that has an Internet connection has access to this, this great wealth. And, you know, you would say, well, what's this great wealth, Linnell? I would say, well, the great wealth is really the gift of learning, the ability to absorb knowledge and learn. Yet, I don't know that I've witnessed any significant progress for those of us who are not born under the label of privilege. Now, why would I say that? Because if you're born under the label of privilege, typically there's an infrastructure or some type of structure, social structure in place that actually, uh, you know, basically kind of kind of reciprocates the process of you having privilege. 
But now we have this interesting phenomenon where information is available to everybody, and yet the cycle hasn't really changed. Now, and I know there's a lot of reasons that we can come up with why that hasn't changed. But the fact of the matter is that typically knowledge was the great differentiator, and we can't necessarily use that as an excuse. Now, be clear, I don't know the things that I don't know, but if I know there's something that I don't know, we now live in an era where I can go fix that. And 200 years ago, that wasn't possible. It just wasn't possible. If you didn't know it, you didn't know it. You had to find somebody that did. And typically, if you ran in a circle of individuals that didn't know, well, then all of you guys just <laughs> didn't know. Or in other words, were ignorant. But now, it's as simple as saying, hey, I want to know something and doing the research, you know, taking on the discipline and the vigor to understand and learn that thing. And now, you know. And, you know, we, we've heard the cliche knowledge is power. And here we are sitting really with power at our fingertips. And for some reason, we haven't really touched it. All right, I got a call. I got Frank out of Dallas. Frank, you're on the air with Linnell Harris. How you doing, brother? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been using Khan Academy to do all my uh, math work. It's K-H-A-N. That's, that, thank you. That's who I was thinking of, Khan Academy, right? Yeah, man. Yes, it, it, I'm yes. Making, it's good. But, I, but my question was, uh, I have a nephew. He wants to go to a, a trade school, but... Of course, that's where I went also to get my degree in electronics. But now I'm in, I'm in school at a university, but I want to encourage him to go to the university. But he doesn't really want to do that. He doesn't think he's uh, college material. But my question is, how, how do I encourage him to do that? Because I know some of those trade schools, man, it's like twenty and $30,000 a pop for one mm-hmm. year, you know, and uh, it's not really worth it. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> that's a tough one. And I'll tell you why, because I would get really interested – and his long-term goal. Because I, I think sometimes we, we get caught up in the how, whether it's a university, whether it's a trade school. You know, what's his long-term goal? What's his vision? And if you begin to understand his vision, have you asked him this question? No, I haven't. I never have. never really talked to him about it. I just know that he, he actually what happened, he went to a trade school that lost a, a uh, what's it called? Um, credit, credit, credibility or something like that. Okay. And uh, and he owes the school like twenty five thousand dollars. He was only there for six months. So I'm trying to, like I said, I want him to go to a university. That way, you know, he has a better chance at you know getting some. Uh, well, he's got to pay that money back before he even try to apply for financial aid. So right, right, right. You know, I'll get interested in his vision. Get interested in his vision, because if you get interested in his vision and you understand where he wants to go, then he's more likely to hear you when you say, "Well, this might be the way to do it." And it actually might persuade you in a different direction. You know, if he has a vision of being an entrepreneur and and starting a a business as a tradesman, you know, that's something that our community needs. We don't have as many tradesmen as we used to. And there's there's a lot of opportunity now with, you know, part of the work I do is with supplier diversity and minority owned businesses. And there's a lot of opportunity for minority business, especially a tradesman with government contracts, et cetera. So, you know, it can seem sometimes like when we don't follow the traditional path, that might, it might be the wrong thing. 
But get interested in his vision, because as you get interested in his vision, you might begin to see more of where he's trying to go and be able to guide him and help him. And it might be trade school. But then again, he might share his vision with you. And because you're interested in that, it will open him up in a way where you can say, well, hey, if that's what you want to do, have you considered X, Y, and Z? And that might be a, a university. Hopefully that helps. All right. Yeah, it helps a lot. Thank you, Billy. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for the phone call, Frank. Yeah. You know, with young people, and I would say not even just with young people, I was having a conversation this afternoon with a friend of mine. And uh, I would say for ourselves, we need to get really interested in our own vision. So not just in the vision of other people who are close to us. Like, so, you know, what's my brother's vision or what's my mom's vision? And what is it that they're trying to do and how can I be of assistance to them? But also get clear in our own visions. And, I, you know, for those of you who read the blog, I think you probably can recall the blog that I wrote a couple of weeks ago. And the title of that one, I'm actually pulling it up right now. Man, I got so many titles running around in my head sometimes. I actually forget what I write. But uh, the title of that one was A Formula for Conquering Fear. And the long and short, and I'll probably talk more about this one on next week's show, but the long and short is, you know, I had an epiphany after writing a blog post about being uncommon and beating fear that the only way you can really beat fear is to have a clear vision, clear idea of what your purpose is. More to come on that. All right, I got Trey out of Minnesota. Trey, how you doing, brother? Hey, how you doing, Lil? I'm well, man. How you doing? Hey, man, how you doing? I'm good. Hey, um, I you know, I was listening to your show tonight, as I do every week. And uh, first of all, I want to say I really appreciate the post that you post. I'm, I'm a Facebook kind of follower, so I really appreciate that every week, and it's, it's uh, nice to see that. And you also globe-trotting, so I yeah. <laughs> very inspired by that. Anyway, yeah. when you were talking about tonight, um, the information age, and I really kind of felt that because I'm a chef, and, and you know that. But one of the things that I think, that I've taken advantage of lately, which I've just kind of really found out there was actually a restaurant here in Minnesota that funded themselves totally on Kickstarter, which was kind of mm. interesting because I didn't, nice. I didn't know that was possible. You know, I didn't know it was possible to just have a website where people totally donate, you know, to your business, your idea, whatever it might be. It doesn't necessarily have to be a business, but it could just be an idea of something you want to create and you put this on Kickstarter and people get behind it. And they've, you know, they've raised $175,000. They opened up a new restaurant here. And so that was, a, you know, something that was out there that I did not know about. And it, uh, you know, through knowing chefs and talking to chefs, and I got kind of put up on that and um, looking to do that myself. So that was that's definitely something that's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that, you know, if you don't, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. If you don't, if you don't look, you will never know. You'll never know. Yep. You know, and and that's, I mean, that's, you know, you talk about funding, you know, funding your ideas or funding, trying to get funding for your, whatever you want to do. Yeah, obviously that financial part is a big piece and those are just free things that are out there. If you don't look, you'll never know they're out there. So that was kind of an eye-opening thing for me. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, that's, you know, I'm talking with people and meeting with people and trying to get money for this and that. And uh, this is something that's out there that people will get behind (laughs) your idea and and will fund you for it. So that's definitely, uh, when you talk about information and what are you getting from it and, you know, how are you using it to 
increase your uh, your uh, sustainability or your you know your information. That's definitely one of those things that is is out there to do that Kickstarter and it's also you know other other uh, portals for you to you know look at if you oh yeah you know want to get into that so yep. yeah. Hey, man. Uh, hey, thanks a lot. Yeah, that, that goes right in line with what I'm talking about, man. So that was yeah. perfect, perfect. Thank you for the call, brother. I don't know. All right, man. Have a good one, brother. All right, peace. All right. Yeah, thanks for that, Trey. That's, uh, again, here we go. I mean, information age, all kinds of really cool things. And what, what Trey was talking about is crowdfunding. Or another way to say it is crowdsourcing. And Kickstarter is uh, one of the, the top three crowdsourcers out there. Uh, I think uh, the other two that you probably heard of is GoFundMe, and another one is Indiegogo. And then there's a plethora of other crowdsourcing, crowdfunding type websites where you literally go, put your business idea, share parts of your business plan, and individuals who believe in that choose to become investors in your company. And so as you profit, they profit, and it gives uh, entrepreneurs an opportunity to get into a business that otherwise they wouldn't have been able to get into because, um, as we know, that often when we go to the big banks, they don't necessarily approve us for those loans because we don't have everything, um, all the papers that they're looking for. So, hey, that's a wonderful phone call and a great example of how someone can properly use the information that's accessible to them in this era during the information age. So good stuff, man. So my question is, so Trey, great phone call, great phone call from Frank asking that question about the university. <laughs> One of these days I'll share my opinion on formal education. <laughs> I, uh, it's necessary. You got to get those papers. But I wonder if some of what is taught and maybe I should stop. You think I should stop, Zach? I'm going to get it because you know me, man. <laughs> I wonder. Hey, it was, it was a couple of weeks ago we had the teacher on, and he talked about the fact that critical thinking is just not being taught anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes I wonder if what's being taught in these schools actually hurts more than it helps. Because, you know, individuals graduate with this uh, entitlement almost, you know, that, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get everything I need or everything I want, and uh, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning, man. I mean, I, I think you know that well, Zach. You uh, recently graduated with your MBA. What are your thoughts? Well, actually, it's MSJ in journalism. Oh, okay. But um, I think it depends on how, like in college, it depends on how a professor is teaching. Mm. Uh, I feel like journalism is a good analogy to how teaching should be done because the purpose of real journalism is to present every side of an of a situation all the facts that are available so that the people absorbing this information can Mm -hmm. make their own conclusions right i think a a good professor should present all the information available but not tell you what to think about it they should explore how you research the information, how you come up with your own conclusions. So I think a good teacher does that. Which would prepare you for life and uh, the ability to then go after information as you need it. So, yeah, yeah. critical thinking. Cool. Thanks for sharing that, Zach. 
And you you got me off my soapbox because I was about to go a whole other direction, man. I get fired up in here. <laughs> All right, so let's stay on topic. You know, information age, you know, how are you benefiting from this era? And when I say this era, I'm talking about the information age. And are you taking the time to acquire the information you really need? So, and what I mean by that question is there's a gap. You're clear that there's a gap. And then that gap becomes the priority because, you know, you know you need this information to continue to thrive and, and, uh, and do well. And so that becomes, in some ways, your obsession to get the knowledge that you need to continue to uh, be able to support your family, to continue to be able to invest, to continue to do the things that help those of us who are thriving thrive. And those of us who aren't thriving, well, what's up? And I don't mean to say it like that, but what I want to get across is this. I mean, this is one of the coolest times to live. Now, and, and don't get me wrong. The world is, is an interesting place. And as Trey said, I, I do a lot of globe trotting. I've seen a lot of things, good and bad. So the world is an interesting place, but it always has been. <laughs> it always has been. You know, there's always been a lot of violence. You, you look at some of these, uh, some of these um, middle age series on HBO and stars and you can see just how violent and, uh, and nasty and savage that things could be or were, you know, back in those times. Right. And now you just mix that with technology and um, you take us out of an analog situation into a digital situation, and it's just that, you know, just that much more complex, but a lot of the same. And, you know, on both sides of the envelope, you have good and bad. But the one thing that we've been given that our counterparts or our ancestors didn't have is a level playing field of knowledge, not a level playing field across the board. I want somebody to call in and rip my head off. But a level playing field when it comes to acquisition of knowledge because the last time I checked Google didn't stop me from going somewhere because of the color of my skin it's you know it's for all of us and so what are we doing and my question is what more do we need because knowledge has been given to us on a in some ways a golden platter right and now you got to go get it you got to go get it and I'll, I'll agree with you in some ways, our young people are not being educated, you know, like others are. But then how do we fill in that gap? And we have the resources and tools to fill in the gap because it's, it really is there. There's just for us, there needs to be a passion for acquiring this knowledge that may be missing. And we can do that by way of Google, Yahoo, Bing. I can keep going. Ask.com, et cetera. But in some ways, we still refuse to sit at the table and eat. Why is that? And you say, what do you mean by sit at the table and eat? What I'm saying is just take in, absorb the information. So this leads me back to the one, one of my original questions. Are you taking the time to acquire the knowledge you need? Now, over the past few months, since I've been asking myself this question, my deduction has been this. So number one, the question is no longer, are we being fed the knowledge we need? 
it's whether we want to come to the table and eat. Because the knowledge is, it's out there. It's out there. Now, it may not be easy to get, but it is out there. And it's out there often because we have leaders in our own community who are putting in the work to get this knowledge. But imagine, imagine if we didn't just have a few. Imagine if all of us were dedicated to closing this gap. All of us were looking for ways to close this gap. What could that create? What's possible? And so, again, I'll ask, the question is no longer are we being fed the knowledge we need. And I think it's uh, Tommy often calls in and he says that, hey, you know, listening to the WVON will give you everything that you need in regards to knowledge. I completely agree with him. This is an excellent resource for knowledge. So why aren't we eating? Why aren't we absorbing this knowledge and then using this knowledge in a way that is, you know, provides more efficacy for us? In a way that provides more power, in a way that provides more influence, in a way that increases our overall competence? You know, that's the question. And the fact of the matter is, it's 2014. We live in one of the most fascinating eras ever known to mankind. And so for those of you listening, will you capitalize on this amazing opportunity? Because we do have a choice. I mean, there's a choice. And so you can say, nope, I'm not. I'm going to keep doing things the way I always do it. I'm going to keep, you know, uh, staying busy to the extent where I can't necessarily do the research and gain the knowledge that I need to move forward. Or you can choose something different. And you can make the knowledge gaps that you have your priority. And the priority becomes filling those gaps. But the choice is yours. What will it be? You know, I would say the wise decision would be to choose knowledge. And why not? Because when knowledge is free, it would be foolish to spend all of our free time playing versus learning. So what are your thoughts? I'd be interested. Now, I got a question here. I think it was Trey who called back in and he was asking, why aren't blacks capitalizing on the freedom of information? Uh, I can't answer that one all by myself. (laughs) But maybe one of you guys have a, a perspective on that one. You know, and Trey, I wouldn't say that it's just blacks. Um, Like I said, I've been all over the world and uh, it's not just, you know, blacks. It's not just uh, one particular ethnic group. I would say that across the board, there's a propensity to lean on what we're told via mass media versus really going out and trying to understand for ourselves what it is that we believe based on the information that we receive. So just another way of looking at it. You know, I uh, Zach, did you want to say something, man? I think Zach had uh, had a point he wants to make. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I was thinking uh, this doesn't necessarily address uh, Trey's question because I think it is more than just black people who aren't capitalizing on it. Right. But I think, like you said, uh, that information is so freely available on sources like Google and things like that, and people do inherently distrust things they don't know mm-hmm. so part of that people want to exercise critical thinking in some cases but they it's just verifying sources is, is a big issue for some people right so i think having trusted sources uh helps a lot 
So I feel like finding stuff on Google is kind of like it's a hit or miss. But there's a lot of trusted sources like person mentioned before, Khan mm-hmm. Academy. Yep. And there that really is an example of this overall thing I just recently heard about. They're called MOOCs, M-O-O-C. Okay. It basically stands for Massive Open Online Courses. Oh, wow. And these are primarily courses that are actually taught at major universities that they leave open. Like you can get on, there's a site called mooclist.com. is M-O-O-C-list.com. And it lists these different open courses from different universities. And they have resources like you can look at handouts from wow. the courses. You can look at video of lectures. So those, I mean, for the most part, you can consider those trusted sources. Nice. And I feel like that is a good thing for people who want to find information freely and aren't thrilled with the idea of jumping into like student loan debt and everything like that. You can get into these free open courses. Cool, man. Hey, thanks for sharing that, brother. Wow. Okay. I didn't know about MOOCs. That's what's up. And I'll tell you what, I will post not just MOOCs, but also a link to Khan University on the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page. And so if, you, if you're interested in, in what he just shared in regards to online courses at universities that are open, check out the Inspirational Perspective page and uh, you can hit those links. Man, thanks for sharing that, Zach. That's what's up. And I I think I'm going to have to check that out for myself because I've looked at Khan Academy. Um, I've actually taken a course or two there. And I've actually basically, in some ways, gone to uh, Harvard's website, some of the other Ivy League schools, and they have online courses that you can sample. Yeah, and uh, iTunes U has a lot of those too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, iTunes University. So, man, there's there's knowledge out here, man. There's, There's information out here. If you're hungry for it. And I guess my question is, why aren't more people hungry? It's fascinating, man. You know, in the Middle Ages, you know, very few people could read. Very low literacy rate. People were yearning for knowledge. They were yearning for that thing that seemed really hard to get. And here we are living in a society where, you know, uh, at least in the States, a great deal of us are literate to the extent where we can read. Not sure if it's the full definition of literacy in regards to comprehension. (laughs) I've talked about that before. Reading, understanding, and then taking action and doing. Uh, That would be the full definition of literacy. You know, so it's not always that way. But, you know, with practice, it can be that way. And the information is definitely out here. So, man, so much. Hey, I know that a couple of you guys will call in. And so, you know, go ahead and call in. Uh, you know, Zach is a one man show over there. So when he's talking, it's tough for him to pick up. So feel free to give us a phone call so you can get your question or your perspective heard. But I wanted to hear what he was saying. So I was I was telling him, no, I'll keep talking, bro, because <laughs> that was good with the MOOC dash list um, dot com. All right. Speaking of why we don't necessarily take in information. I got a cool story to share with you guys, and I I actually wrote about this before on the blog. But what's our? It's interesting because we can. It's not just about going to the internet. Sometimes information is given to us right there, like right there in front of us, and we still don't take advantage of it. 
And so I'm going to take this next call, but I want you to be thinking about what's your relationship with user guides and instruction manuals? I'd be interested to know. I got a cool story to tell you. But first, I'm going to get, uh, I think this is Telly from right here in Chicago. You're on the air with Linnell Harris, Inspirational Perspective. Yes, my brother. All praise due to God and peace to the African community. I listen to your show almost every weekend, but I have a question. Okay. And that question, I have two, a question and an answer uh, or a comment. The question is that... Uh, the computer age is a very good age. Matter of fact, America is involved in computer. It's no no longer in industrial, mm-hmm. but that has uh, killed close to the 12 million men who are depending on the industrial age, which had to reach over to the uh, computer age. Some have done it. Some have not. Mm-hmm. Now. The thing is, none of you brothers I ever hear you talking about the need to organize a think tank for black independent businesses. I mean, like a, a copy would be the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey back in the 30s and Elijah Muhammad in the 60s, in the 50s. Uh, that is the only solution to the problem, controlling the $2.5 trillion that we consume in this country each and every day. We must build colleges. We must build schools for our children, mm-hmm. for our 12 through 8 our college students, our young college students, because our enemy, and I don't mean that lightly, but our enemy will never allow uh, us to have this kind of association equal to him or her. Why should they? They're your enemy. And I know you don't understand that, but now, but you're young. You still, you in your younger, you know, later years, you will understand it. But I thank you for your time, and keep the good work up. You're doing a good job, but only you're, to me, is just a little light. You know, uh, you need to speak about the businesses, about organizing businesses, about transforming that into the minds of the young who will follow you. Mm-hmm. And just like some followed me when I was younger, but who will follow you? I'm 65 years old now, and the situation still remains the same. True. We're still talking about the same situation. That's true. And, and you know, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I agree with the majority of what you said, the majority of it. I, so I'll tell you what I agree with. I agree that the switch from the industrial age into the information age put a lot of men out of work. Um, I agree that we need to organize a think tank for black businesses. I agree that we need to organize our resources and provide schools, in particular trade schools, universities for our own community, some of which we've done and some of those universities are uh, right now struggling because of uh, the lack of support and resources. I agree with all that. And my, my purpose, my cause, so just to be clear, is to really help, help us, help us think about these issues and begin to see what's coming. So let me tell you what I believe is coming, because this is one of the things I've shared on the air, and this is one of the things I share when I, when I travel, when I speak to different audiences at different universities around the nation. Because if you think the industrial age shifted the economic prosperity of our community, I don't think we've seen anything yet, because the information age is quickly coming to a close, and what I believe will be next is the robotic age. And I have, I have yet to hear anybody else say that. I think so far, and I'm, I'm listening and I'm reading, I haven't heard anybody else say that, but it's on our doorstep. 
And so my interest is really in waking us up <laughs> to see what's happening, making sure that the young people I come in contact with are preparing themselves adequately through their educations to be employed when we switch to the robotic age. So they're focused on things like coding, SEO, computer engineering, so they can fix these robots, so they can fix these drones. I agree with you. Yeah. I 100%. Because I see the same thing by reading Scientology, by reading the other magazines that are available to me to read. But the thing is, is that uh, we're in the 21st century, mm -hmm. and we have to do some real hard kind of boots walking, jack walking, jack running, whatever you need to do. And for some reason, the community, our community leaders, whether it be on the church level, the education level, or business level, do not seem to have that kind of goal. I, I go to various meetings where uh, I hear people talk about, complain about the, someone not giving them a dollar. The best thing to do is go out and get your dollar. Make that dollar two dollars. Yeah. And, and, and do like they did when they first came out of slavery. I hate to go back to that, but you had people who built schools out of barns who mm -hmm. made things happen because they know it needs to happen. Yeah. We, my brother, must do the same thing now because, like I said, we do not control the $2.5 trillion that we consume to this country. Right. Consume to this country every year. We only control like $300 billion in the whole consortium of of, uh, across the country of black people, and it's time to drop that, drop that zero and begin to pick up a hero, as, as a song once said, and we got to do that, and I, I appreciate what you're saying, mm -hmm. and young man, you keep it up, you're strong, I like that, I but keep it up. It. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that, Telly. Thanks for the phone call, and, I, and that's, man, he spoke to an area of passion that I have. I think, and to answer your question, I think our leaders 50, 60 years ago really understood the intrinsic connection that we all have. And I'm not just talking about African-Americans. I'm talking about human beings. We're all intrinsically connected. And until we become responsible for one another, then there's always going to be the type of pain and adequacy and hurt and loss that we see. And in a lot of ways, he's right. I mean, there's, you know, there's a tremendous amount of resources that can plug a lot of these holes. But because the focus is typically on more profit, the focus is typically on making more money, and there's a lack of understanding about our, our intrinsic connection, uh, people aren't really performing from the essence of their being, but from the ego, we see what we see, unfortunately. And my mission, my mission is to try to convert as many people as possible to living a life from being, living a life from essence, and giving back and helping transform as many individuals as possible to transform not only the African, African American community, but every community that we can impact in a positive way. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.